have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. Woo! get the first leg run, I, I just walk out. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a huge edition of the Two Units podcast. It is Stradbroke weekend at Eagle Farm. We've also got the JJ Atkins for the two-year-olds. We'll cover those group ones and plenty more in salt specs. Huge editions of Packing Ags and the Supper. Our unit of the week returns, and then we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is the great man in the studio, the Sultan. Welcome. Welcome, footy. Great to be here, mate. And how's your week been, bro? Pretty good, mate. Just mm-hmm. um, settling back into Melbourne life after my little 31 and final day in Darwin. I was going to say, I saw the weather forecast up there and I'm taking a look at you and I'm thinking, yeah. you must have been bathing in the SPF 50. Oh, I thought I was pretty bronzed, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. I did, I did rock the SPF 50. I was very sun smart. Yeah. You don't want that dehydration and sunburn creeping in, but mm. I might have to run a bit of a tan filter over some of the reels because I didn't come up as brown as I would have liked. I think so, mate. I think if I got a flight to London at the moment, I could stand behind <laughs> the bowler's arm and be a sight screen. I'm white and I'm white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good start. This fresh... Delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. Sultan's Supper Time, where we celebrate great performances. And you know I'm a world ball man. You know Mm -hmm. I love the world game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to invite a couple of Premier League managers along to the supper this week. I'll start off with, obviously, Ange Postacoglu. This is a huge story. And if you don't follow the world game, just how big this is, his career trajectory. Like, if that doesn't get a seat at the supper, nothing does. And the other uh, Premier League manager that has to come along is Ted Lasso because what he's done with AFC Richmond Hmm. to take them from relegation back to the Premier League and then come, spoiler alert, just hit plus 15 if you haven't seen the season final. But to take – have you seen it? I've seen it. I'm just giving people time. Nice. And go. To take a team from, you know, to the final day to be able to win the Premier League title, obviously relying on other results and and finish second overall in the Premier League after being in the the championship is just an enormous effort. So Ange and Ted are coming to the supper this week. Yeah, kudos to Ted. And he kept the same list together for a number of seasons, which is extraordinary in in the Premier League as well, in in the English League. So, Like apart from the uh, Zlatan impersonator, they didn't really really strengthen the team, did they? No, it was just all all with the coaching, mate. Yeah, it's all culture. Roy Keane as well. Yeah, Roy Keane. (laughs) um, Jack Grealish too, because... Became a team man. I mean, um, Jamie Tart became a team man as yeah, well. Did, throughout. Did, 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 did <laughs> and Ange as well, from South Melbourne to Spurs, mm. big effort. I saw some footage of him during the week giving the players an absolute pasting for, for letting a goal through when it shouldn't have been. Okay. And the halftime speech was in a real sort of dingy, dark room. I, I saw a comment saying something. Some of the players might need some vitamin D supplements after the halftime <laughs> speech as well. So I hope, I hope Spurs have some natural lighting in their room too because it wouldn't fire you up. But, hey, the proof's in the pudding. Absolutely. Mate, I'm going to bring Travis Head to the supper because... Oh, there Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, do you, what do you reckon about that, India? <laughs> Travis Head's in at number five. It's back on the soundboard. Yeah, the whole Indian side's a no ball because he sent you pack and best number five in the world comes in under all conditions. Under pressure, under no pressure, scores at a runner ball, 164. He's so good that it makes you wonder, 
how on earth didn't you get picked for the first test in <laughs> India? And that's why we sent the selectors packing. It's one of those things where every single run he makes, I get in the group chat and I'm like, can you guys believe he wasn't picked? <laughs> 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 Matt Renshaw. There's no one that keeps receipts more than you with yeah, his top, this type of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I just can't get over it. And I want to bring him to the supper because he's the best number five in the world. He comes in and takes the game away. Forget about baseball. It's Trav ball. <laughs> I and, like that. And I tell you, the English, the... <laughs> They'll be quaking in their boots because we've got the Indians five and all five bowlers are taking a wicket and we're going out there scoring runs for fun. They think that the last few Ashes series didn't count. Well, this one's going to count and someone's going to get their get their block knocked off and I can't <laughs> wait for the Ashes. Well, so Trav Ed's coming to the supper. Well, I can't wait for the Ashes, but I'm finding it very hard to get involved emotionally in this test match. Really? It I'm like, it's yeah. a good warm-up. We're using the joke. We get to... Yeah. Be undisputed number one. We get to beat India. It just feels like it's got no soul being over there between the crowd's those two been teams. good. Yeah. Um, it's just, just being honest, man. It was better than the first quarter of St Kilda Sydney, so I definitely watched the footy. Yeah, that was hard watching. So <laughs> wasn't it? Hey, I tell you what, I'm bringing, I'm bringing an Instagram page along and a Facebook page as well, and I've been a fan of this page for some time, but. I thought we had to celebrate it on the pod. And if you haven't followed it, give it a follow because it is just quality humor. It's called Low Income Single Dad Cars. <laughs> and growing up in the northern suburbs of Hobart, this hits me hard, this one salts. And basically, it's just someone speaking in first person as a low income single dad. And it's just a picture of a car. <laughs> yeah. Some of the captions are outrageous. There's just a banged up sedan. And the caption is, What do you mean you're sick of fish fingers? <laughs> There's a, there's another one of just a, a Commodore just just lying bare in someone's backyard saying, do you know your mum's Netflix password, mate? <laughs> That's a real modern one. Yeah. A lot of the other ones, are, some of my favourites, there was one that says, um, dress up as your mum. That'll scare them. <laughs> <laughs> there's one of this horrific Mitsubishi Magna parked in a car park and it says, you reckon you could pick up a two litre Coke on the way home? <laughs> There's another one. There's a banged up Ford Falcon in a real dodgy house. And it's like, what do you mean? You won't, don't want to stay over anymore, boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're an absolute pizza. Oh, oh, man. Low income single dad cars. Give, give, them, a, give them a follow. That goal regulation size are one. Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck. I'll come. To the window, to the wall, until the sweat drops down my balls, until all you bitches crawl. Oh, skeet, skeet, goddamn. Until the sweat drops off my balls. <laughs> now, this could have gone in either segment because you like it, mm. and I'm against it. So that was. Artificial intelligence getting Frank Sinatra to sing Little John's Get Low. <laughs> I cannot believe how ridiculously accurate it is because that so is literally good. Frank singing the song. The most, one of the most iconic voices of all time. Very hard not to distinguish his voice apart from, from other crooners as well. So they've managed to get his voice exactly spot on and sing those lyrics. And for me, I want to pack it to nags because I find that... 
scary and I find it a bit disrespectful to Frank because he's not here to own up to it. I'm all about it. That's like taking the Tupac hologram to the next level now because we're actually, we're covering, we're covering artists in different genres, you know, in completely different eras. I'm all for it. Mate, skate, skate, goddamn! It shouldn't be done. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more of it. Yeah, all right, fair enough. It's, it's, <laughs> it's extraordinary how accurate. I oh, know. Yeah. Um. Hey, one thing I'm sending packing this week. I went to the movies a couple of weeks ago. Take it to the movie, Shade. <laughs> I saw the uh, the Nike Air movie. Oh yeah. Um. All which, right. Which is great. Okay. Is and, that Ben Affleck? Um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, <laughs> Is it Matt Damon? <laughs> um, it, it was terrific. And I was in, uh, I went to like the Sun Theatre in Yarraville, which is beautiful little boutique theatre, um, nice little like couches. Um, Lovely and I were just in there. We sort of had the cinema to ourselves. Ooh. And then this big dude walks in, sits at the back. And I want to send BYO cinema food packing. There's a reason. Are you allowed to do that? Well, clearly. But there's maybe if you're over a certain weight. But don't bring <laughs> a family-sized packet of Samboys, which Samboys are the crunchiest oh. of crunchy chips. Oh. Like if you like popcorn, is a movie food for a reason. They don't make any noise. Correct. Yeah. It's a movie food for a reason. And this bloke brings in the crunchiest of crunch, like up there with kettle for mine in terms of crunch factor. Yeah. And it's just in my ear the entire time. And he would have been chewing like a fat slob yeah. too. And the thing is, like, if you're doing it to save money, it's a joke because Air is streaming on Amazon Prime Video. So I'm like, watch it at home with your fat sandals. <laughs> Get out of my face. Was he wearing sandals? <laughs> Fat Sam voice. Oh. <laughs> Probably was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not on. And I'll tell you something else that's not on. Mm. So, you know, those intimate little events where you might have a few AFL players, they sit up on a panel, they tell some stories and whatever. People have lunch. In those events, you should have to leave your camera at the door, your phone. Mm. And also they just shouldn't be filmed in any capacity. So a few weeks ago, there was um, Braden Maynard, I think the Wombat, Tom Mitchell, maybe another Collingwood player. And they were on like one of those intimate panels and it got filmed. It's like a sportsman. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and the whole idea about those events is they're intimate. So you can let your guard down. You can say things that you wouldn't say to the media. Mm. You say things that you don't expect to make the news. And Maynard said something about Carlton that he just wouldn't say to the media or whatever. And it was filmed and it goes up. And I just think... They're, everything's covered these days, but there should just be places where they aren't covered mm. and you shouldn't be filming things like <clears throat> a comedy show or something like that. Just mm. It's going to be offensive. Don't film it. You shouldn't be held to the same standards as, as you would if it was like the mainstream media. So if you're filming things at an intimate event, go and get stuff. Yeah, and they're probably the same people that complain and go, oh, they're just robots now. Mm. They'd be the exact same people that'd be like, oh, you know, players are robots. Well, it's probably why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, good call. Hey, I'm going to get like, I'm feeling a bit old here today because something I'm sending packing is something I'm noticing with probably the generation just below us and having conversations with them and they end their sentences with the word but. Have you noticed people that do that? They don't say anything after but. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll, um, I'm going to head to the footy tonight but. And I'm like, they don't say that. But what? Do they say that? Yeah, people end sentences with but. Because usually, my old man would talk, would teach me. Generally, 
don't believe anything someone says before they say, but because you say, you know, footy, I, I think you're a great looking bloke, but yeah, you're also a foot. <laughs> so which part are you going to believe? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But people just then sentences really? with but now. It's like a it's like a little sign off or something. I don't understand it. If the word's not being used how it's meant to be used. That's stupid. Dumb. Well, if you do that, pack your nags. You're a butthead. You're <laughs> a complete and utter butthead. So you've caught some of the AFL 23 game mm. as well. And I just want to bring up a couple of photos here, mate, because I reckon you've been done dirty. So you actually feature on the game. So this is you standing there, <laughs> sort of real power stance. That's the lid. You look like Johnny Drama. They've looked, <laughs> the, you, the hairline's spot on. It's dead straight. <laughs> You, you've, you look like you seriously lack, um, is it melatonin? It gives <laughs> yeah. you some sort of pigment. Yeah. And this is your side on. There's a bit of twilight about that. And you've got like greys running through your hair. You don't really have that many greys. It's a bit Richard Gere, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. Like, hey, at least. The, the face isn't bad. What I will say though, at least they've got my roles and responsibilities correct in this. Yeah, yeah that's because. Yeah. Because we've seen Adam Simpson was a goal umpire and we've seen an interchange bench play centre forward. Yeah. So at least I'm on the game is what I actually do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I'm not sure about the head. It's a bit of a fat head. You've got a bit of... <laughs> I do have a fat victory. head. Victory! Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of footy drama for that. You have? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sending it packing too. Yeah, I'm sending that packing. <laughs> it's better than some of the other players. Yeah, there are some... They made some Isaac Quainer look like Rashad Punt. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't but seen that one. Yeah, but I'm not sure about your hair, but you can maybe we'll put those up and you can Yeah, I'll, you can have a look. All right. We'll, we'll get we'll get those we'll, up on the we'll socials. Let, we'll let the unit army Yeah, let the unit army decide whether, whether, whether or not a, they've nailed that. Whether it's accurate or not. When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Salt Specs time, as always, proudly brought to you by Top Sport. We're covering specs from Sandown, Hillside, Morfittville Parks, and, of course, the Group 1 card up there at Eagle Farm for Stradbroke Day. Um, 10-day free trial as well, Salts. Hop on, have a look at the Salt Specs. If you want to get all these before the show, obviously recording on Friday today, you can get that with staking plan attached. 10-day free trial for new users. Um, Mate, we've also... The merch store is back online on twounits.com.au. We're out of stock, and that wasn't of actual stuff. It was out of bandwidth, so we had to take take (laughs) the store down. We've got got enough stock. It was making the site run too slow. But we got bloody... We got stubby olders. We got Benchmark 58s, Group 1s. Group 1 stubby. We we wrote a fire for the other day, stubby. So he's on fire. Get one of them. We got Cordats. We got five panel caps. Got t-shirts. Got t-shirts. Black and white. Drinking vessels. Yeah, black and white. Vessels. But we're we're slimmers today. Um, Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you do do enjoy listening to the show and you you don't want to sign up, just hop on, buy a t-shirt, support us, stubby holder, whatever. Mm. Um, Or even give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. But enough spruiking. Let's get into the races. Sandown Hillside, mate. You got a few... Bets here this week. What can we expect in terms of track conditions? It's going to be a soft seven, mate. Look, I don't expect there to be any significant pattern, but we had a bit of extra rain Thursday night. Three meals that they didn't expect to get that 
sort of pushed it into the heavy range. But with good weather around Friday, Saturday, expect it's a soft seven and probably holds it. Okay. Well, let's um, have a look at race number two, which is benchmark 78 over 1,300 metres. I believe it's for the three-year-olds. And you're pretty keen on one to start the card. Yeah, I like extra two. And really, if this was a good track, I could almost price her down to odd dog. Mm. Because what she did for her first start for Kiramara and Dave Eustace off a really slow tempo when breaking the maiden was extraordinary. Her last 600 metres was three lengths faster than anything else on the day. Her last 200 alone was two lengths faster than anything else on the day, and it was under hands and heels and and ease down. One of the bigger maiden wins you'll see produced, really. I thought there was a lot of merit to it. <laughs> Excuse me. And Wiramu Pin, my man, he's list- Yeah. The, the big pinner. <laughs> Jeez, that used to be a nickname that we used to throw around in, in um, I'd change, high school. I'd change pinner. schools. And Skinner. <laughs> One bloke that took a while to get his pubes, we called him Skinner. <laughs> he didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so the pin, <laughs> so such a shocker, the, the Wurumu pin, he's listed as riding down to 50 kilos. Mm. So he's going to be able to claim his full allotment here. That means that this filly's in with 51 kilos. So you may, may as well just bloody steer her with a remote control and have no jockey on fair income. So she'll be hard to beat the seven extra two in race two. Extra two, getting the drone treatment from the pinner, just sitting in the jockey's room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, classic. Um, $3.20 on top sport is extra two. Uh, race number seven, mate. It's a three-year-old handicap. It's over the mile. Now you're, you're buttering up on one that stayed at the 1,400 last trip, gets out to the mile. Yeah, chasing a bit of tail on both of these, actually, the mm. three and the seven. So Castilian, the three, hindsight now says, I backed him last start, so I'm not captain hindsight, but it just says that he stayed at 14, just one too many. I thought he was looking for 15, 1,600 metres. Now he's on the quick backup. He gets weight relief. The blinkers go on. If he doesn't win now, he'll probably find it hard to this prep. And unseen ruler. Beat Brung King fair square two back on a heavy track at Warnable. Like properly fair square. Brung King's come out and won twice since. The form is absolutely stacked up. And he was wide without cover last start with no back to follow. First go 1,600 metres. He'll be better for it. So I'll back Castilian and Unseen Ruler in race number seven. Eh? So that's two at a price. Unseen Ruler's 11 bucks. Castilian's 14 bucks. Top Sport. There is a favourite in this race for the Price and Kent Jr. team, Golden Path, who comes mm. here of winning on soft ground, packing a maiden three lengths. I might read pretty well for this type of race. Yeah, I think what the market has done with him is seen that a lot of these horses have been racing each other in, in the sort of two main lead-up races, and it's sort of saying, well, this is the new form, mm. and this is what we're going to side with. Now, he's obviously got a lot of upside because he's only had the one start for one win. It was soft. He was clocked off late. I do think he's a, a, a bit too much of that upside have been priced into him being favourite. If you have a look, I know it was soft late. It was a, a night where you wanted to be close to the speed that night at Pakenham, but it was still nothing. There was no number mm. that says that he should have gone up favourite. Mm. So I think it's just that different form line. What the market does with him late will be really key. If he gets smacked late, I'll be terrified because the market's priced him off upside and it's saying that it's there. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets out of it though. Yeah. And his, his name's probably a little bit too close to Golden Paddy to be really progressive, you'd think yeah. as well, being Golden Path. But Found we'll, his mark. 
<laughs> yeah, explosive, I would have thought. Uh, yeah. Hey, let's head to uh, race number nine now, mate. It's an open handicap, 1,800 metres, and uh, you like one here for the first light racing team? Yeah, I do. So you look at two runs back, the 13 Alva Dunn. Beat Daytona Bay by three lengths. Daytona Bay from that clash gets two and a half kilos off Alverdun, but Alverdun sat three wide without any cover on a fast tempo on a heavy track and one running away. The victory was very impressive. And then last start, he just got a bit too far back behind Gunstock. Gunstock's been retired after failing subsequent to that, but I still think it is a good form measure because he's a good horse, Gunstock. But his last 200 metres was the second fastest of the race that day. Alva Dunn, the extra rain will suit him and I could just get him a bit shorter given that Daytona Bay has come through that one since beating a nice up-and-comer at Flemington as well. So their price discrepancy is a bit too much and I'm leaning the way of, of Alva Dunn at a, at a good value price. Yeah, well, you're getting $8.50 bucks 50 for Alva Dunn. I've got a bit of a watch in this one just on uh, Maserati Bay for the mm. Mar Eustace team. I think it's still a run too early. I won't yeah. be diving in. 18 yep. bucks though. Um, solid return last start at Flemington. Gets out to 1800 here. Third up over 2000 Yeah, that oh. was a really good return yeah. as well because it was over a year or, or some – it was a long time yeah, it was a long off the scene. He's a horse that um, – can get out over further, sort of control the tempo sprint off slow tempos as well. But I'm with you, he might just be half yep. short on the weekend. Yeah, 10 months he was off. Okay, yeah. Hey, let's head to Morfittville Parks now, mate. I've got, got a tip over at the Parks track. Um, smash and grab. Sma- it is, well, it's a smash. I've got two plays there today, a little bit of spoiler alert for later on in the show. Um, but I'm going to side with one of my former two units bets from a couple mm. of weeks ago. And that's in race five. It's benchmark 70 over 12.50, and that's Club L. Um, saluted as my best, as I said, fortnight ago, 1,200. We'll go forward again here over 12.50. Be very hard to run down. They've put on the four-star hotel, the Sheridan Tomlinson, um, to ensure he gets in well with the weights <laughs> back in 70 grade again. So um, get your fresh towels out of the Sheridan, mate, and get, get around Club L at about 3 bucks fifty on top sport. Yeah, lovely, mate. Nice little smash and grab. And we're going to head up north now to Eagle Farm. We've got feature racing there this weekend. The Group 2 Brisbane Cups, a fascinating race. The Q22, cracker of a race, that one. That mm. could almost have Group 1 status. The JJ Atkins, that could probably not have Group 1 status. And the Group 1 <laughs> Stradbroke as well. That's a beauty of a race too. So plenty to preview there. You're all over the Eagle Farm form this week. What's the go with the track there? Yeah, so plus four metres the entire circuit. We'll race in the good range. It's been racing really fair this carnival. It not, actually has, not yeah. that I've Not that I've found too many. Obviously, Foxy Freedrives. Really I, I, I even come. I come with. I know. You. I know. Yeah. I noticed that got sent out to subs late, and I was yeah. like, "Salty boy, yeah, yeah she, was, she's just going too well." That how man. good, yeah. yeah. And um, so you know, Eagle Farm, whilst it hasn't been a happy hunting ground the last few weeks for me, it's getting back on my sort of trust list just in terms of how it's been playing. It's a good call, yeah. yeah. So, um, and from all reports, the jockeys have a little bit more trust in it too, like when they used to fan go wide all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's been playing really well. So. The first bet you're going to have there comes up in race three. It's the listed Wayne Wilson plates at weight for age over 1,600 metres. Yeah, I'm with Sinawan, who doesn't Sinawan a lot. <laughs> that was crap. Sinawin. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm with Sinawan. Yeah, thanks, mate. You meant to, this is the echo <laughs> yeah, chamber, sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, oh, so good. Yeah, I'm funny as fuck. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> a last start was back in the field in the Group 3 BRC sprint, uh, finished off strongly, ran the fastest last 200 of the race and the third fastest last 200 of the entire meeting. If you watch him pass the post, he's just eating up ground. So little jump out between uh, runs at the sunny coast was positive alongside a couple of sharp ones too who are are racing this week over a shorter trip. So um, I think we'll appreciate the rising trip from 1350 to 1600. Uh, Nine bucks top sport. Cinnamon's a bet. I will save my stake though on Antino who's a progressive jet for Tony That's that thing that just keeps carrying big weights and just keeps thumping it. Well, it won a class six last start. And Hardest race to win. Wink, I don't even think Winks won a class six. Nah. <laughs> Eagle Farm. <laughs> so <laughs> hard races to win and completely bungled the start and ended up putting pay to Magnus Bellagio up there. So has the Good Magnus form, Bellagio though. form. Yeah. Uh, I'm petrified of Antino. Three bucks. I'll save stake Antino. Back Cinema, nine bucks. Little two-bet play. Um, Mate, race number four yeah. is the Group 2 Brisbane Cup to handicap over 3,200 metres. And for me, one of the most fascinating runners in the country is, presents in this race is, on the weekend. Is the most fascinating. And we talk of Teofilo Starr, yeah. who three back won a maiden hurdle <laughs> yeah, at Warner, during the Warner Carnival. Two back won a 3,400 metre hurdle at uh, Sandown. Benchmark 120, put la- 16 lengths on him. Then last, uh, Linda Meach went stuck on this one on the flats at <laughs> <and> Flemington. <laughs> These dickheads. <laughs> Run time. Yeah. And you're not going, you're not traveling seven day back up. You're not traveling Teofilo Star from Flemington to Eagle Farm to sun yourself with some SPF 50 like I did in Darwin. You're not doing that. So the no. horse is there to win. Reckon um, he's fit enough? <laughs> <laughs> might need the run. <laughs> Draws barrier one, gets Tim Clark on board, who. Two years ago on night's order in this race, absolutely mm. said suck on that one out in front too. TC. TC. Time child. <laughs> Best front running jockey in the business. Um, the fig- figures well and truly stack up here. I-, I think he should actually be shorter than three bucks. I don't think it's a pretty limited Brisbane Cup field. I think that that three bucks looking at the race is just saying, has he handled traveling up on seven days? Yeah. Because if he runs up to his last start, he'll win the race. Yeah, pretty much. I actually spoke to Reese Goodwin about this yesterday and said, how much does it take out of him? And he he thought Teofilo Star would be a layoff that and said that okay. he reckons they're zapped after it. And I'm like, this isn't in the back of a bloody Goodwin racing what car. What would he this know? Is, this <laughs> is Waterhouse Bot Bra. <laughs> <laughs> We're the units. Yeah. We work hands on with horses every day through our phones. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> 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 so dumb. Hey, Outlandos is another one that I'm just going to spec at a little bit of a Ooh. price. 23 bucks. Cannot have him at that price. Um, Alabia is at six bucks. Last start, um, Alla beat Alabia. And whilst Alabia was held up at a vital stage, Atlantis gets three kilo weight swing. Looks like he'll appreciate the um, rise to 3,200. Just can't have that differential in the market. So I'll just have a little spec. Next up on the program, race six, the Q22. And I said before, this this is a group two weight for age, but this is, this is a quality field. I think it's a group one quality field. Is it a group two weight for age? I think it lost its group two status when it became the Q22. I'm not sure. Did it? I think. Is it I thought pop, it was a group it, two. It, 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 it Can was. Can check got, that for us? I will. It got renamed. So, okay. Um, but well, anywho. What we do know, it's worth 1.2 mil and it's over 2,200. Good grief. <laughs> yeah. Well, who do you like? Because there's some fascinating runners here. Well, without a fight is the one I like because... That return in the Lord Mayor's Cup was just outstanding. Oh, ran, Lord. Ran the fastest last 6-4-2 of the race. Uh, SP 12 bucks in a Melbourne Cup. 
and ran midfield. So you'd think we'll only take improvement from 1,800 to 2,200 under a wait for age conditions, Saltsy. Um, so I'm pretty keen on without a fight, uh, particularly through that form line. The other horse, the old, the other girl I'm keen on, a girl I'm keen on is Juice at around eight dollars fifty. Enormous first up over two thousand meters in the Dooman Cup. Historically, she does perform quite well first up, but what we do know is, and what the data tells us is, she always takes improvement second up out in trip. She's the one I want to be with out of that Dooman Cup, um, particularly at the price. I hope Sammy Clipperton gives her a bit of a dig and can be positive like last start because I think she maps to get a bit of a bit of a treat of a run. So Juice without a fight, a two-bet play for me in the Q22. Tell you what I think about that race. Mm. I think obviously she'll be better for the run, Juice, but I do think in terms of economical runs, they don't get any more economical than what she did last up. When I first looked at the race, I was like, how do they beat without a fight? I thought you'd make without a fight a bet. The only way they beat him is because he has to go back Numerian, he did a bit of work early last start, Numerian. Mm. And there might be a cause to say that at the seven, eight hundred meters without a fight will be eight, nine lengths off Numerian. If they don't go that hard, he needs to run that last six hundred meters, you know, nine lengths faster than what Numerian does. Can you do that potentially? But as I looked further into the race, I was just like just the tempo just wasn't there enough mm. for me. But it's a good race. I'm keen to watch it. Numerian is that is the map horse. Yeah. Two in a row. Winning two Q22s in a row would be pretty nice. And a yeah. nation would have all three of them. I'll put that up there. We're winning two Q clashes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'll hold the world record for how many of those officiated the Q clashes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I've got six. Yeah. Um, and that was before they were good. Mm. Uh, let's go to race number seven, mate. The first of the group ones on the card. It's the JJ Atkins for the two-year-olds over the mile. She's a belter, won it last year. Converge won it in 2021. And back in 2018, the Autumn Sun, one of my faves, won it. Um, now, in terms of two-year-old races with large fields, they're always pretty challenging to assess uh, salts. This one, probably more so. Three out of the 17 runners have been tried at the distance and none of them are yet to win at the mile. So... I found it pretty challenging to assess. And like in terms of the group one pissing contest, I'm going to play a little bit of value, but what are you thinking? Mate, <laughs> I'm thinking a hundred bucks on snapback. That's brilliant stuff. That. <laughs> so Fred Durst wears a snapback. <laughs> and there it is. I'm having my hundred bucks on snapback. <laughs> <laughs> Any reason why, or you just haven't? Yeah, because he's still a maiden. Get, yeah, <laughs> or did you just really like the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water? He just did a um, bit of. He just worked hard last night. He didn't have any cover over fourteen hundred meters in in one of the main lead ups. So off that, he might run sixteen hundred meters. But um, look, it's a race that you'd have to pay me to bet into. But we kind of are. I'm going to give you five bucks. Five bucks. If I give you five bucks and yeah. pay you, will you I'll, put that on Snapback? I'll put five bucks on Snapback. All right. Yeah. Done. Snapback <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> put it in the spreadsheet too. Yeah. <laughs> I never win. Hey, I'm uh, I'm obviously miles behind in this group one pissing contest. Let's not beat around the bush. It's actually a bit embarrassing. The former winner is now We're both the biggest around. loser. Yeah, I know. I, I, I would love to get back to somewhere 
light orange. <laughs> but I'm, you know why I'm you keep deep. falling further behind though? Because I have. Because every week you say I need to find <laughs> something to, to catch up. Yeah, and they're less likely to win. Yeah, to be honest though, as well, in the last month I've never had less of an opinion on most of the group ones. Like I haven't. No, me too. I haven't generally had too much of a bet in them, so that mm. it it is it is tough, but. I will say here, I'm going to have my $100 on Chevron for Kim Buchanan. So 27 bucks top sport. Could just be one of those real flashing light types that just get back from a white gate and, and run on and look good in punting form. Um, but two back at Scone over 1,100, ran the fastest last 6.42 of the race. Then in the group two size, Produce, which is a form race coming into this, over the 1,400, ran the fastest last 200 of the race. Craig Williams sticks from that run. We'll love the step up to the mile. I reckon look out late. At twenty-seven bucks, you'll you'll take your Chevron to the levee, and the levee will be dry, <laughs> mate. But good luck to you. <laughs> the top sport account will be dry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's how we're playing it. No doubt, Beery will pluck some bullshit two-year-old and get a return on that yeah, race. Yeah, He's such a dog. He's a dog. Uh, race number eight, the feature on the card up there, the Group One Stradbroke handicap over fourteen hundred meters. The blood, the the big, the Gator one. Didn't that stack up? The Gator one. I didn't see an Alec. I didn't see a croc in darwin that's pathetic isn't it 10 Probably days for the best yeah i know but <laughs> i didn't go to anything oh i kind of wanted to see one yeah give it a pat or something Jeez, they're scary looking. they're so scary mm. they're more snakes yeah i'd be more scared of a croc yeah <laughs> i feel like yeah no that's a good call <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of yeah. a way around that but i couldn't uh alligator blood run last year to Fana in 2021 ties i mean went back from 16 and went wooshka over the top in 2020 for the fradster um hey this looks to be a pretty hot strad broke looking at the map you got gentleman roy from two roth fire surf dancer holyfield from out wide they all have speed to burn there's also a lot of speed influences um, like on paces drawn a little bit wide. So I'm interested to see how the first 400, meter in, um, 400 metres unfolds in this race um, for those, you know, that like to be positive and have drawn a little bit sticky. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna go wide in this race. So it's for me, I'm, I'm going on a two-pronged attack of one of your favourite boys and one of my favourite boys, and that's Gentleman Roy and Scolopini. I'm going to have 50 bucks to win on each of them. Gentleman Roy, I just feel a boil over coming on. So Gentleman Roy... Was just ridden upside down last start. It actually looked like a barrier trial. I've never seen him go back in his life. He was drawn wide, but they just took a bit of a sit and he worked home strong. Um, he loves soaking up hot tempos. Lost a group one 1,400-meter weight for age race You know, in the stewards' room. Was first past the post. Excuses in the Doncaster on a heavy nine. Um, 31 bucks. I'll have 50 on him. Then the other 50 is Scolopini at 51 bucks. He's the oldest boy in the field. But there's a bit of spruik around Cardinal Gem at 15 bucks, And if you can entertain Cardinal Gem at 15s, then you can entertain an absolute crumbed scallop at 50s <laughs> because they were both three and four wide punching the breeze last start in the BRC sprint over 13.50. They crossed the line together. The scallop drops four and a half kilos off that. Second up here off of Freshen. He'll be thereabouts, run a big race. They're my two bets. Good race. I want to uh, have a bit of a asterisk here because... I'm, I've got two plays depending on if Opal Ridge makes oh, the see. field. I'll let this play. Yeah. So Opal Ridge needs two to come out. Whether or not that happens is probably unlikely. Unlikely. But if she's running, I'll have 50 bucks each way on her. If she isn't, I'll have 75 bucks to win on Think About It. It just keeps winning. Oh, so it just keeps winning. So 
How's some, some of the numbers he's putting up to? Yeah. yeah. Joe Pride had a really great point where he was like, the data people just aren't catching up with mm. him yet. And they and they hadn't mm. until now because he mm. put a big number up last time. Big number. Yeah. And converged through the same race. was actually unlucky and, and ran the fastest last 200 metres of the race, 25 bucks on him. And loves Eagle Farm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, let's head to, well, a bit of a spoiler alert, but mm. race number nine, which is the group two, the... Um, Phillies and mares set weights penalties over 1,300 and you're with Opal Ridge in race nine if she gets there. Yeah, I am. I'm keen to follow her in either race she goes to because what she did last at Scone was quite ludicrous. Her last 400 metres was 21.2. It was the fastest of the day. Her 4 to 200 metre split of 10.02, that's rare air in horse racing unless you're, you're running – Unless you're at York, running down the hill. <laughs> oh, so that, I, I'm always a sucker for a, yeah, a late Sunday section. Seventy-four k's an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm, geez, I went fast. Yeah, good grief. Yeah. Well, when's that coming to town? <laughs> it, it, it was just extraordinary the win. Like so visually, so impressive, but backed up on the clock. If she repeats that, she will give these other mares absolute wind burn. Mm. And if she gets to run in the Stradbroke, I'll back her there as well. But if she doesn't. I've already had my bet on her here at around that two dollar seventy mark, I believe, because I think that she'll get crunched. Yeah, she's at two bucks seventy on Top Sport. Yep. That is Opal Ridge in the Group Two. Dane Ripper, if she goes there, I'd love to see her run in the Group One. Really would. Yeah, the trainer was on radio the other day. The Pepster, Lucy yeah. Pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt Talk, and Peps. Salt and Peps talking about the. Stradbroke sort of like that she was in like he was so keen to see her there and yeah so hopefully she gets in unit unit of the week time maddie got a good return for us last week on grabini he's an absolute ground announcer this bloke i've finally pinned him um claire walked past the uh Claire walked past earlier when I was in here just punching in Maddie's um, audio to the mm. soundboard. She goes, that guy's, a, that, that guy's a ground announcer at like the NBL or something. And I was yeah. like, that's a good call. Yeah. Little Melbourne Tigers operator. Yeah, he did well with his bet last week, Grabini, because that had to win against a pretty significant pattern as well. Yeah, and drift. Yeah. We took the unders. Well, drifted because of the pattern. Yeah, and, yeah. We, and we took the unders. Yeah, we so good work. Good start. Yeah. Well, this is what he liked this week. Hey boys, I'm back after a big win and painless watch with the big boy Grabini last weekend. It was a great result for Racing Hearts with a massive thanks to Top Sport. This week I'm happy to stay in Sydney and avoid some of the tough racing up at the Brisbane Winter Carnival and have a crack at an even card at Randwick. I'm going to hold on to the last of the day, a 78 over the 1400 metres. Gain Adrian Bott tried Gundy Bridge at a wet and miserable Sandown last start. But as a short odds on favourite, everything went wrong and it was, as they say, a bridge too far. <laughs> it's getting back to Sydney where it had a picket fence going with some impressive form, a drier track, good gate, the Adam Hieronymus polish. I reckon the 390 from Top Sport is a bit of a gift. Thanks, boys. Let's get it done, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> oh, God, I love That's him. brilliant. Well, I hope he just keeps winning. I just want to hear his dulcet tones every week. What about the Hip Hop Anonymous back in the saddle after being a bit of a naughty boy? Hip Hop? Hip Hop Anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, why is he always getting the easy ones? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay, let's go to how... Oh, we're on, mate, too. We're on. I think, th- I think we're a bit shorter than that, but... 
We'll um, get around Gundy Bridge. Go there, go. Two units time. Best bets around Australia. Heading back to the parks track, mate. Nice and early in the day. Race number two. It's an 86 over 12.50. I like Metro Legend. Really good return over 1,050 on the course proper last start. I don't know how he was run down. Like he just looked the winner the whole way and then just got done. Well placed here over 12.50 second up. We'll take a lot from that first up run. It's a pretty average 86. He's going to be the clear speed influence. We'll push forward, dictate, drop six and a half kegs off that first up performance and the ultimate two units gear change as well. Damien Oliver off. Jacob Opperman on. Oh, troppo. <laughs> the troppo. Don't worry about your 127 group ones, mate. Hmm. This guy rides <laughs> crap 86s for fun <laughs> yeah. on the parks track. All right. I'm going back to Sandown for my best bet. Race three, benchmark 78, 2,400 metres. I'm with the favourite, the nine, JKN. She's got a rising grade here, but for the rising grade, she gets four and a half kilos off her back. Her last four runs, she's run the fastest last 200 metres of the race. She loves some giving the ground, and she's had a lovely 1,600-metre trial between runs. She's completely airborne, and she's the best in the country on the weekend. Race three, number nine, JKN. Big stake for the Sultan. Yeah, getting up there. Little yeah, crack. I like her. Crack. I like her. I don't mind it. Mm. Um, very nice, mate. Well, that rounds out the show for today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it has been a pleasure. thought I'd get some... Um, one of my favourites on for the outro today. Bit of Phil Jamison, Grinspoon. Grinners, yeah. One of the greatest live performers of all time. I, I don't know if he's in when he's in rehab or out of rehab, but he's he's bloody solid. Great song, DC by three, Dead Cat, three times. <laughs>